another episode of Walnut Grove Cast. <laughs> My name is Mark, and I am on with Susan King tonight. How are you, Susan? I'm wonderful. Hey, everybody in Walnut Grove. <laughs> uh, thank you for taking <laughs> the time to watch this episode. And um, I don't know. You, you made very good notes on it. So I, I always appreciate that. And um, you're so oh, very welcome. Yeah, this is um, this is going to be a fun episode. I think uh, maybe not fun. <laughs> just laughing at the. Um, at this guy but um so we're going back to the beginning of 77 for this so that um it's a weird time i think you know it's like you're finally out of 76 like the freedom of 76 and uh-huh. um you know dead in the winter of 77 um and this episode aired on march 21st 1977 and if you want to announce what exactly we will be reviewing. This is the election season three episode 20. Another very special friend of Laura and Mary's that we, I don't think ever see again. Right? No, we never, (laughs) we never see him again. Never, ever. And we also see that um, they have a, a nice house. They're farmers. They're, you know, it's, they're established. They're, everybody knows yeah. who they are. Even the bullies that are in this, like, we never see them again. Um, That's right. We never do. And then, they- you know, there's a lot of this. There's so many recurring weirdness with uh, Little House where, yeah, they simply, they bring characters in and they abandon them. They just, they vanish. Yeah. I mean, they absolutely. Do. These guys probably gave lessons to the guys that were in the Bully Boys because I mean they're just about right up there with them, Joel and Kenny. In this, episode. I, I would really love to see someone take a photo because it's always the same shot of the school, uh, uh, you know, like an overhead of the kids sitting down, and Mary and Laura and Nellie and Willie. They're all sitting in the same places pretty much always, right? Right. So. I'd love to see how many of these kids actually stick around. <laughs> you know, it, it really is kind of funny, um, I thought. And I don't know her name. I have to dig up her name real quickly. But she ends up becoming one of the school teachers in much later episodes. And she's a young student in this particular episode. Oh, yeah, that's Michael Landon's daughter. Oh, is that? Um, yeah, that's Leslie Landon. Leslie Landon. Mm-hmm. And um, she... Does nothing. I mean, she basically, uh, I'm going to guess she lives off of the land and money. I'm not really sure what the whole. Oh, what you mean now? Yeah. Like she, her, the last thing she did is she appeared on Home and Family on a TV series, which was the Little House in a Prairie Reunion in 2015, um, playing herself. Like not even, I... you know, this isn't even a a paid type of thing. But the last thing that she did that was actually, um, I guess, a legitimate acting um, thing is in 84 in Hollywood's Most Sensational Mysteries as Cheryl Crane. She's really not an actor, actually. uh, She married uh, before Michael Landon uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And in all the different books and things that I've read from Mm -hmm. his daughter Cheryl and whatever they said, they felt like there was something wrong with him at Mm -hmm. Leslie's wedding, but actually she went back to college and she became a psychologist. So it's really not odd that she's not in a lot of acting things. And she was in several episodes of little house. She She was was actually, but she played Leslie in the plague. In this, she played Kate in in the third miracle. (laughs) She played Marge, a wiser heart. She played Pam. And then she started the recurring role of Etta Plum. Of Etta Plum. I and I didn't realize she, I only remembered her in uh, this episode and the plague. And then of course is Etta Plum. I didn't remember her in the, uh, in the other one. So that's interesting. And I think I'm trying to remember now, cause I haven't watched this episode for a couple of days, but if I'm not mistaken, Michael Landon Jr. plays the kid yeah. that nominates Mary. Yeah. So he was in it a couple of times too. Yeah, li- probably literally a couple times, you know, it's yeah. very strange, very strange how the, all this is done. But I say we jump to the clips and um, Alrighty. we get to learn, we get a ginger and this um, crony 
who basically force feed. Um, well, I'll just let the clip speak for itself. <laughs> get him. Did you bring him? I brought two. Give me him. I'll scare him good. And get us sent home? Nah, you fret too much. All right. <laughs> And he pulls out a worm. Hey, Elmer. Open your mouth and close your eyes, and I'll give you something to make you wise. Oh, what an idiot. What an idiot. Um, so he basically, sh- you know, shoved the worm in his mouth, and uh, it's just pretty awful. Um, Elmer, two worms. Yeah. Oh, was it two? <laughs> Elmer, yeah. Elmer's a sweet kid who just basically, um, and I'm not going to say he's challenged or anything. I just think he's a sweet kid who maybe is, can, he's quiet. He's reserved. And, um, you know, if he existed now, he'd be fine. It's just a matter of back in the perception of a, a machoistic 1870s, you have to be a little tougher than this. Actually, even for a girl, you have to be a little tougher than this. Right. Well, yes, and of course, in the very beginning of the episode, they establish him being sensitive by him putting a baby bird back in the nest. But I think his dad, at some point in this episode, says something about him being slower. And so that's why right. I, I started thinking up oh, another one of the Ingalls girls' special friends. But but always back then, you know, you would you would always say, "Oh, you're quiet," you know. So therefore, true, slow. true, true, true. Um, and um, so. Here we are with Miss Beatles, uh, a Miss Beetle episode, partially, and she's talking about some something interesting going on in the classroom. Oh, uh, class, just a reminder before we have our spelling lesson. This afternoon in history civics class, we'll be holding nominations for class president. Yes, Ken. Uh, girls don't get to vote, do they? Women can. Kenneth, the women have won the right to vote in Wyoming, so the girls will vote in our class election. There are more girls than boys. And to and to criticize this, the way they went about this, um, there were a number of things that I felt were empowering for women, and I also felt like that were completely, um, you know, just just shutting down women and. I, I felt like missed opportunities um, were throughout this episode. Uh, later on, we'll get to Elmer's mother, who basically just accepts everything that her husband says. Um, yeah, pretty much. And I thought, thought it was interesting, although I wouldn't expect a boy in school to be up to date on women's rights. But if we're going by the 100-year rule... This should be 1877, and women in Wyoming actually, um, the very first woman that voted in Wyoming, that um, law was passed in 1869, and on September 6th, 1870, Louisa Ann Swain was the first woman to vote. So women have been able to vote. um, Yeah. For seven years in this, and then in Utah, women were allowed to vote in 1870, and then 1883, uh, Washington State. So it wouldn't be 50 years until women could vote in every state in the country. Yes, August 26, 1920, was the 19th when the 19th Amendment was passed. So, but like I said, I wouldn't expect a schoolboy to know all of that. But yeah, hello, women been voting for seven years. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure if that applied to African Americans, but, um, I'm not, I'm not really sure what the deal is with that with, um, well, the research that I did, and it was just too long. I mean, there were just like pages and pages on the internet about it. There's a website called YWYO.org that spells out the whole story, but it was very racially uh, related. Some guy, I can't even remember the guy's name, some guy that owned a bar, and they were talking about how, well, gee, if y'all are trying to get blacks to vote and y'all are trying to get Chinese people to be able to vote, then why can't women? So it was just, yeah, right. So in the next clip, um, this is not, this is a visual thing I'm going to bring up, but I'm not really sure if you had noticed this. Um, 
I posted this actually just on Facebook and uh, as kind of a teaser to this episode, asking if people can identify this episode based upon a picture of a shoe. Uh, the reason why I posted that picture of the shoe is because it has a logo on it uh, for court, C-O-R-T. Mm-hmm. And with that, I do I cannot find a company called Court. Um, I, there's one that exists now. It's a current company. But as far as I can tell, it, it's a, probably a modern shoe, actually. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. I could be totally wrong, though. There could be a... For whatever reason, I kept thinking that Court sounds to me like an old brand, but I could not find one. So, or either that, or maybe it was a brand of a company that created shoes specifically for television and movie wardrobe or but something. But it's in focus. You know, it's almost like, you know, maybe like an Easter egg of some sort. Huh. And, um, but, but that's how the scene basically begins. So here it is. It ain't fair. A girl can't be president of the United States. She shouldn't be allowed to be president of the class. Now, this is, you know, obviously we hear this to even now. And it's also going to be, and I just want everyone to realize, this is going to be 15 seconds of politics. And that's, it's (laughs) very important. (laughs) Well, because this hasn't begun yet. And and propaganda is about to be launched. Okay. 2020 is going to be the 100th anniversary of females getting the right to vote in this country. Right. And it's going to be used as a selling point, a literal selling point for getting a woman, any woman to be president because it's cool. Mm, How cool would it be? And the Democrats will never, ever let a, um, an opportunity pass, you know, and I, I just, I know it's going to happen. So I just hopefully people choose the best candidate. And if that candidate happens to be a woman, then so be it. Thank you very much. Yes, you know, I will vote for any woman in the world who's a good candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will not vote for somebody who I feel as though is the uh, yeah, or just because candidate. or just because they're a woman, right? I, I or neither, or just because they're entitled, you know. But here we, um, here's the rest of that. Never mind what's fair. We've got to figure out a way to beat the girls in the election. You don't even know who to nominate. I can guess. Look who's running for a paw store. So Nellie's running into the mercantile to grab handfuls of jelly beans mm. and <laughs> um, sour, sour lemon balls. drops or something yeah. and licorice. And she's basically going to purchase, you know, purchase votes, which um, really is what this country is founded on. <laughs> so, no, it's it's not. This but, is the special interest kids with the candy. Right. Their special interest is the candy. One of the thing I one <laughs> of the things I thought was very interesting about that is that Nels brings up uh, the cost of getting dental care for them and how the de- the yes. dentist said not to eat all of the sugar and it's. You know, um, we also talk about, um, we make a reference to, um, Harriet's false teeth for the first time, (laughs) first time that I can realize it, but you know, that was a reference, right? That she probably has false teeth. I didn't hear that. Really? You didn't know? No, I didn't. You got to watch these shows. I know. I know. I never watched that. All right. I'm going to play that clip and see if you pick it up. Words matter. Hi there, darling. How's that? I need sour balls. Kate and Ginny are partial to sour balls. I want some sour balls, too. And some licorice. Willie, we know that you're going to vote for your sister. Not if I don't get some sour balls. (laughs) Oh, very well. Very important to remember the particular thing for the end of the episode. You know, Willie's uh, promise. Mm-hmm. Really for the words. Nils, this is different. This is just good politics. What? Well, your daughter is going to be elected president of the school. <laughs> now I have to see the roast. I love the candy all the time. When they have all theirs, I'll just let them borrow your teeth. See? Ah. <laughs> 
when they get them yeah when they get them all pulled i'll have them borrow your teeth yeah i just i probably didn't hear that really well because well i don't know maybe i was watching it without my hearing aids in i don't (laughs) (laughs) what did you say now oh i just said that uh that roast i just bet that's a good piece of beef doesn't take crap from Nels. Right. Yeah. I, but I love the they do that in his character the whole series and I love it where he says one thing really cutting to Harriet under his breath and then he comes up with a, a way to make it rhyme. I love that. He does that a lot and it's good. But um yeah, so I do think that that is a reference to her um her teeth rotting out of her head. So here yeah. we go. Yep. All right class, time for the nomination. By the way, Mary's hair looks terrible it is um blown out or something and wavy i can't explain it it's not like it's almost like they put layers in it i don't know if you yeah, noticed like that. like she's got beachy waves or something and at some point in this episode i didn't make note of it but we have the infamous see ya see ya oh like, really yeah. i didn't i didn't catch that so, see yeah. words matter but I, I that that got past me now we're going to hold our election just like the national election the one that gave us Rutherford B. Hayes for our new... Another thing I just want to mention, Mrs. Beatles, uh, or rather Ms. Beatles' handwriting is is okay. It's not, not the best cursive I've ever seen, but she writes on an angle. I don't know if you noticed that. And that yeah. was a tremendous no-no with cursive. You have to write as straight as an arrow. I mean, you yeah, remember this, right? Yes. Does she still write with an at an angle? Remember yeah. we were talking about her. It goes up. Yeah. Her sending you the beetle bag and her addressing the uh, the envelope to you. Does yeah. she still write leaning? Okay. Um. You know what? That's around there somewhere. I, I'll dig it up then. President, and we start with nominations, and then uh, the candidates will have two weeks to campaign, and then we'll have our election. I'm gonna vote Democrat. <laughs> Kenneth, there'll be no political party. Only candidates. And the girls will win. No. Class, you will speak only with permission or we'll have no election. No. All right, that's better. All right, the floor is now open for nominations. Anama. Nama. Spit it out, Jane. Nominate. Yeah. My sister wants to be president. All right. Does anyone second the motion? I second the nomination. Everyone is slow. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're all, every single person, I think, had to be reminded to say something. (laughs) They're focused on that candy in their mouths. They are. Fine. Nellie. Miss Beetle? Yes, Nellie. I move that the nominations be closed. Uh, Nellie, we need more than one candidate for an election. See? Uh, do we have any other nominations? Yes, Jim. I nominate Mary Ingalls. Uh, does anyone second the motion? Steve. I second the nomination. Steve will never return again. Next exactly. to another character with black hair <laughs> that we will never see again. That's right. It's so bizarre. Fine. Those are some of the worst. Uh, I'm looking. She wrote Nelly, and the E is kind of like, you know, it is just not correct at all. This is very funny. Like the E is more like a an O, actually. Oh, okay. Kind of odd. No, we have any no, other nominations? Yes. Nominations. <laughs> I got one, Miss Beetle. Elmer Dobkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I second it. Good old Elmer for president. We need one way to run against the girls. <laughs> so Elmer just. He just wants to get through the day and go home and play with his pets. Um, Pretty much. You know, he he really just doesn't want to deal with this kind of nonsense, and I I really can't blame him. So what do we have next? We have um, them coming out, and they're basically – hold on. 
Um, the good thing about this, and I noticed this right away, um, and it took a while for, I think, this to play out a little bit and get the characters on board for it. But yeah, if you split the girls, then everyone will split their votes between these two girls, and the boys can all vote for the boy. So the boy right. wins. Um, this is something that you know we see a lot of times when people say things like, don't vote for the smaller parties because you're wasting your vote. That's what they want you to do. They want you to pull exactly. the, you know, for a third party. But um, yeah, it, it's it's true and it's not true. You know, you have to support what you believe in. You're true. Uh, so uh, Mary co- comes, Pa comes home, and they give the big congratulations, and they explain that I don't know. Maybe I should just play that clip. Um, they explain that votes are being purchased, and they want to be able to purchase votes. Because, I mean, that's essentially what the party is, right? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'll never guess. Uh, let me see. You got a hundred on an arithmetic test. Yeah, right. Mm. You got a zero on an arithmetic test. More like... No. Uh, your sister Mary got nominated for class president. You peaked. No, I didn't. I saw Nell's in American Tail. He told me. Congratulations, Madam President. Thanks. By the way, what a crap hole. Like, their house <laughs> is so bad. It, this is before the kitchen. This is before Gil Gerard comes and puts in the extension. But when you go to um, Elmer's house, it's like they have curtains up and um, they have a, a water pump in there. And it's like nice. And they have a painting above the fireplace. And I don't right. know. Those people aren't supposed to be any more wealthy than the Ingalls. No, they're not. And we didn't get curtains in the Ingalls house until uh, that kitchen was put in. And then yeah. we had those, you know, leftover fabric red curtains right. in the it, kitchen. But they just rem- got shutters. It reminds me of the honeymooners in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it possible that the Ingalls are actually the original honeymooners? Well, because if no. you really think about it, <laughs> Charles comes up with these kind of harebrained schemes to like make money. <laughs> Like, you know, like seeds and crops. And then they right, just kind yeah. of get blown away. And, you know, you could think of um, Ed Norton as Victor French, you know. Um, there you go. There, and, and psychologically, it's true because Laura ends up marrying another Charles, kind of, when Almanzo bought that first land and it's such a hard deal. And mm-hmm. it's like if you can't pay him the money back, the land goes back to the guy. And, of course, he ultimately ends up losing the land. So it's just like, man, yeah. you married somebody Alice, just like your dad. And Alice <laughs> is like Trixie. You know, I don't know. I just think <laughs> there's a lot of correlations between Little House and the Prairie and... Um, the Honeymooners and therefore a correlation between the Honeymooners, Little House in the Prairie, and the Flintstones. Because the Flintstones are based off of the Honeymooners. Right, right. Well, and actually, you know, and, and those three are excellent examples. But if you really start looking at episode plots of all different kinds of shows, from Laverne and Shirley to Three's Company to whatever, you will, or even the old Andy Griffith show, you will find the same plot. Mm-hmm being rerun over and over and over again, just in a different way. There was one um, podcast that we did. I can't even remember which one, but I immediately came to the Brady, but I was like, wait a minute, this was done on the Brady bunch. Yeah. Just, in a, yeah, just in a different way. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's just, it, it happens, you know, it's uh, it's definitely recycling the same thing over and over again. Um, how many times have you seen like class president, you know, I right. think that when is Martin- a Brady bunch episode. When yes, when Marsha and Greg uh, ran against each other, and then of course Laura being jealous of Mary, just like Jan was jealous mm-hmm. of Marsha, and oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm surprised they didn't have Laura go Mary, Mary, Mary. That would be very good, actually. It'd be pretty funny. But uh, <laughs> all right. So here's the rest of that scene. I think you should say the congratulations for Nellie. Nope, I'm gonna manage your campaign. She's gonna win. I vote for Mary. There, you see? I guarantee you, Carrie's not the only one who's going to vote for you. No, the girls will after they go to Nellie's party. What party's that? Nellie invited all the girls to her house except us for ice cream and cake tomorrow. Well, I'll tell you, just fight fire with fire. Have a party of your own. That's just what we're going to do next Saturday. Uh, nobody talked to Pa about that. 
I guess mm-hmm. women really are making a lot of you know really bossy decisions right That's now. Right. We have the right to vote, so by God, we're having a party. Oh, pa doesn't get to say nothing. Yeah. Before the election. Good. We'll have roast and ears and popcorn. So they're going to bribe them just like, um, you know, Nellie was. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's the same thing. Um, so we, we do get to Elmer's house. We learn that Elmer really is a pretty um, sensitive kid. Very good with animals. He He's taken upon himself to help injured animals. Um, definitely type of a person to become a, a veterinarian when he's older. And simply, he's just a really, really sweet kid. He really is. Um, I think he also plays it really well. I would not have been surprised, though, if this kid grew up to be Billy Bob Thornton, because that's who he looks exactly like. <laughs> Unfortunately, his character is also very sling blady. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's even got kind of an underbite going. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I reckon there's some, I can't do the voice, but. Oh, he's taking care of a wounded chicken. He's precious. No, but he, you know, no, I'm, and I'm just simply saying, you know, he is a very sweet and gentle um, kid, really not a mean bone in his body. And I think that a lot of parents feel this way about their kids. And uh, it's their biggest fear that these two these two bullies are basically bullying him, and it's really just a, a terrible situation. Yes, it is. Um, so basically, his parents kind of are trying to open his eyes to the fact that the boys are teasing him. Um, Elmer seems to be aware of this, but he's just very accepting of it. I'm not going right. to play those clips because it's so long and it is kind of dry. I know it is it is very long but you know what I found interesting and mm-hmm. I didn't go back and look and I wish I had because in the I believe it was the episode town party country party where we see Olga the girl that's got the legs that are uneven oh yeah, yeah the blonde girl yeah we have the exact same analogy in that episode as in this one Olga's dad is woo, woo, woo. The kids are mean and they're like chickens that'll pluck a weak one to death. And Elmer's dad says the exact same thing. So I'm wondering, it's like, okay, B.W. Sandifer wrote this episode. Did he write Town Party, Country Party too? And they just, they're really stuck on that chicken, chickens plucking a weak one to death analogy because this is the second time we've we've heard it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an analogy that you kind of, come to a few different times but you know, yeah. it's a farm um in the right. next scene though we we find out that willie is attempting to hide to smoke one of the smelliest things oh, you yeah. could try to smoke and that's um <laughs> a cheap cigar now i don't know if anyone noticed this but across from where he's smoking this are at least two powder kegs right yeah <laughs> and it's like you know, all right, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but holy, like, he knows that stuff's explosive, I'm guessing. I would hope. Um, and they're they're open. You know, if you look, they, they're not sealed. They're meant to, you know, you go in, you take an ounce out, you know. Exactly. And then he runs all the, all the way to the outhouse when he thinks he's going to be sick. It's like, that kid had some strength, because I'm sorry, I wouldn't have been able to stick my head out the thing. He ran he, behind the outhouse, actually. Right. But he I ran a long way. Yeah. I would have hurled like 10 seconds after right. I'd gotten out of there. Yeah. I, I Yeah. It's, um, and cigars are um, this stinky. Yeah. I brought you something. I don't want it. Yes, you do. It's something you've been wanting for a long time. No, I ain't gonna help you. Kenny and Joel said I shouldn't vote for you, and I ain't gonna. All right. Take it anyway. Go on, take it. So she offers him a cigar that he just bites the end off of. That's the driest cigar I've ever seen in my life. Like, that's just... (laughs) And he lights in a matter of, like, ten seconds. So, yeah. He's really smoking a cigar, by the way. I mean, granted, with a cigar, you don't inhale. But, um... He's puffing, so... The best in the store. 
Thanks. Go ahead. Smoke it. I am. Now, you're going to help me win the election, and you're going to vote for me. I'm not. You promise right now or I'll go tell Pa I caught you smoking a cigar. But you gave it to me. You won't believe that. I'll tell him you swiped it. And that's why you can never trust Nellie. Exactly. And I couldn't help. Exactly. You're right. And I couldn't help but wonder if Melissa Gilbert's mother was freaking out about her kissing Dean Butler back in the day. I mean, at many, many years later, how did she handle her precious little uh, Jonathan smoking a real cigar? Maybe it was a fake one or something. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. What are you going to roll that thing with? Like sage yeah. or something? You know, but, I don't know. But again, you know, it's something that is, um, you're not inhaling it. So it's, it's, you're really true. True. But it still is not something you would find on television today. Oh, no. No. Not at all. So here we get a reference to the 19th century, which is kind of interesting. So um, here's this clip. Bunch of girls over there. Bossy Nellie Tweed's at it again. So Bossy Nellie Tweed, uh, it's Nellie, you know, of course not. It's about William Tweed who was a New York um, politician. Um, and he just, he basically was in a lot of scandal and corruption. And he was one of these guys who's notoriously um, control. There was a lot of scandal with him basically stuffing the ballot box. Shame, shame, shame. Um, Unlike I, today. <laughs> but it is kind of, well. I know, I'm playing. <laughs> I know, it's 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 tough to accept reality. But it's um, one of these things where it's it, it's really good to see that um, that they're referencing it at the correct time and everything. But I'm just curious. It must have been a, such a big scandal that it really did kind of um, go across the entire nation. Oh, yeah. And that's why I was I really wasn't trying to be lazy and not researching that. But I just figured that is such a specific reference that they would have never used that <clears throat> if they hadn't already researched that they were in the correct time period. I just mm-hmm. thought, no, they would have never referred to him. So now, I what, left it on the table. What's interesting about that is that um, this is supposed to be 1877, right? right? So he had left the office by 1873, um, and but he died in 1878. So I'm wondering if, you know, this was all kind of re- reinvigorated in the news when he oh, died. Maybe. And maybe, maybe the research yeah. was a little bit skewed. And it's like, yeah, it's close enough. You right. Know? Well, maybe. maybe. If you so. look up a picture of this guy, by the way, um, he looks like he's 75, maybe, maybe 70 um, in this particular picture. And he died at the age of 55. People wow. lived yeah. very, very hard back then. Um, we also know that people used to drink all like people don't realize that before the prohibition, people used to drink alcohol like, so much more excessively than right. anyone could imagine. Um, oh yeah. yeah. There was, oh, there was zero restriction and it, yeah. it was just cheap and easy. And, um, it's or people a, making their own and getting poisoned by it because they didn't make it, you know, correctly or, oh, yeah. But people really didn't start doing that until the Prohibition. Right. Um, I mean, they still did it. We see, you know, Except it is Mr. referenced <laughs> here. Yeah. But, you know, with that, you can, it's very dangerous. It's also um, very dangerous because you're basically cooking ether, I believe. You're cooking alcohol. Uh, you're cooking something that's extremely flammable right yeah and that's very dangerous it's very very dangerous done incorrectly but um we've talked a little bit about stills but yeah you still can purchase a still right on amazon for a hundred dollars oh i know i need to go check my still as soon as we're done here (laughs) yeah there you go but you know depending on where you live you can actually make your own spirits you know so that's kind of interesting here in new york you need a, a a license to um to supposedly, I think, use one, but you can own one. 
I know, and those licenses are not cheap. You know, that reminds me because that was one of the things that I loved when I visited New York, all of the the street food things. And I'm like, why don't we have those here in Houston? We've got this big old downtown. And when I used to work in downtown, there was like one little wagon out in front of the courthouse. And I'm like, why is that? And somebody was telling me that the licenses for those are, are just outrageous, that they're just expensive, expensive. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands thousands yeah like food trucks yeah, like, yes there, yeah well, there's two two major expenses with that one the the startup on something like that is probably around more like eighty thousand dollars and if you know it's a lot of money to put out because it's not one of these things where you can get rent you know and you can come up with operating costs that are much lower no you have to get a large sum of money just to get the physical truck then you have to get the food and the license oh, yeah. itself is a tremendous amount of money. Well, I mean, we do have food trucks here, but I'm talking about like the carts that are on the street, oh, the sidewalks and stuff. Yeah, the food vendors that are on the, the street, the licenses for that. I've yeah, heard, those I don't like. Are just crazy <laughs> outrageous. But it just, I just like that. It. It's just very atmospheric to me, you know. Well, here in New I York, it's also, it's, it's so profitable that it really, I don't think it even makes a difference. Like, you know, if you have a gyro cart or... um if you can if you can offer food that's kosher or halal, you're going to make a complete killing in Manhattan. Right. You know. But um especially halal, that's like the new big you know, I mean it's essentially kosher. It's just um Muslim people. You know, it's it's actually more restrictive from what I understand than even kosher food. And I live in the kosher Mecca. So I live in a world where <laughs> I live in a world where you can go and buy Chicken thighs. Okay. Chicken thighs are one of the cheaper cuts of chicken. Mm -hmm. um, you can find chicken thighs on sale, regular ones around here for like 99 cents or something, 89 cents even. Right. If you're going to get kosher, you're looking at at least maybe 329 a pound. So you're looking wow. at a tremendous difference. And that's a cheap cut. So obviously it goes, it, it um, incrementally goes up more. Depending okay, on the so cut. what's the difference between kosher and regular? I recommend thighs? everyone to I, I go. I recommend everyone to go to YouTube and type in koshering and and the process of it. Um, okay. Do not do it with a um, an empty stomach. I mean, do it okay. with an empty stomach rather, and you know it. It's not for squeamish, um, but it's essentially letting the animal um, die. Not well, bleeding out the animal. Is what it is. Uh, oh, of course. Hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. But you slid gotcha. it's essentially you're slitting its throat and um, letting it mm. die. But it dies pretty quickly. You know, it, it's not as though it's not suffering. It's certainly not suffering. But, all right. So here we are with Charles um, explaining the strategy to win the election. Uh, rather, explaining the strategy that I pointed out with the boys having the upper hand at this point. Oh, that's plenty, darling. Thank you. Who's coming to this party of yours? All the kids in the school except Nellie and Willie. Ah, turnabout's fair play, huh? Nellie had her party to get votes, now it's Mary's turn. That's exactly right. Well, if I remember my school days correctly, I'm afraid that these two parties are just going to win the election forever. Oh, no, Pop. Well, sure. You got two girls running. The girls are going to vote for the girls. That'll split their vote, and all the boys will vote for Elmer. And a man had to like let the women know this happens. So. <laughs> oh, I know. There's the, the the girls are oblivious to that. But what killed me is a little bit a few minutes ago. Nell's inviting Mary and Laura to Nellie's party, and he's just like, "Hello." I mean, I'm just like, "Hello." They're yeah. the competition. Of course, they're not invited, and he's just like oblivious to it. And well, I'm inviting you. Well, they don't want to. Right, right, Nels. right, right. So, um. We're, we're looking at setting up the Ingalls party. This is going to be the biggest bash of the year <laughs> that no one comes to. So uh, Another big fail. Yeah, so here's what happens when they find the only person to come is one of is 33% um, of their competition. I brought some roasting ears. Hoss it out because you folks don't know how much I eat. It wouldn't matter. We got plenty. Yeah, all these are more roasting in the house. You, you expect lots of kids, huh? Yeah, quite a few, I guess. Right. Something I ought to tell you. 
A bunch of girls coming out here ahead of me. Well, they rounded the corner and Nellie and Willie are sitting there with a box full of... Candy! She's buying books again. And the candy package says, um, I vote for Nellie Olson for class president. I guess it's worse buying votes with candy than with roasting ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a little satchel of probably rock candy or who knows? It could be, I guess, an assortment of, of amazing things. I also like the fact that Elmer took one. Right. <laughs> you know, hey, let me get in on some of this. I'll vote for Nellie. All right. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. So, um, Elmer's mom is, makes him a very nice shirt, a very yeah, thick and heavy has. wool shirt. It looks like, and, um, we get to see an iron, how they, how they heat an iron, which is on a stove, which is kind yes. of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I just think they do little things like that. And I, I think, all right, that's, that's nice and authentic. You know, it's kind of cool. Um, but, oh, my God, you know, the way it, whenever I see stuff like that, I just think, we are such whiners. Oh, my God, I've got to do laundry. Come on, man. You throw it in a machine and you push a button. Yeah. And, I mean, laundry took them two days scrubbing it, hanging it up, taking it down. And everything had to be ironed because, you know, it was just, I'm sure most of it was just a wrinkled mess and having to heat up the iron. And, and- make sure it's not rusty. So yes. you're not ma- you're gonna make the garment all disgusting. And oh, heating it up over and over again. Okay, it's cool. I mean, how long is that thing gonna stay hot? And then you gotta stick it on the fire again. And I mean it was just days. I don't even want to think about what they had to go through to to wash those heavy quilts when they were wet. They had to have those women had to have muscles like I uh, just uh, well, like a weight also- lifter. You're also talking about during the summer and the spring, you know, like during the warmer months. In the winter, there was really no washing because if you wash one, you really couldn't dry it. True. <laughs> I mean, I guess frozen. you could. You could put it near the fire, I guess. Wouldn't yeah. it be? It would make probably the house very humid. I thought I remembered a couple of times in the Little House books, them, or maybe I'm thinking of something else where they took frozen laundry off the line and then let it defrost. <laughs> and I, I, don't I, know. I don't know. I can't remember. Funny though. Um. The boys, the two bully guys, grab Elmer and they bring him on the middle of the seesaw and then trying to force him to have a speech. His father's overhearing this. And yes. uh, Miss Beetle steps in and um, does, pretty much does nothing. But here. Just campaigning, Miss Beetle. That kind of campaigning we can do without. And if I hear one more word out of either one of you, you're going to stay after school. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You're like going to clean those blackboards. Like, I don't really understand. It's like, you're not really giving much of a, you know, thing. And meanwhile, they're making him eat worms. Like, you're really <laughs> dropping the ball, Miss Beetle, here. Right, yeah. Um, And it, you know what? I don't know what I would do if I overheard my son being bullied and hearing something like, well, you know, you were forced to eat worms. I mean, as an adult, you want to go and, you know, strike them and beat oh, the crap yeah. out of them. But you go to jail, of course. Yes. Um, on the other hand, you, you know, you want your son to, or daughter to stand up for themselves, but at the, you know, there's a physical problem there. Um, you also don't want your child to be a tyrant. So it, it's a very difficult situation that the father is in, um, especially with Elmer being such a pacifist. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not raising a child that I probably would be in jail. Cause I'm just like, don't mess with my children. I just go, cuckoo, right, uh, no. Right. Um, Elmer is practicing a speech in front of his, um, animals, which is cute. And, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they were trying to make him into so much of a simpler person, but he, he really is not a simple person. He's a pretty complex person. And I think he also shows this at the end. So, um, here's, I'm just kind of speaking and, um, you know, he speaks so much better when there's no pressure. Right. Miss Beale. Fellow opponents, classmates. Miss Beetle. Fellow opponents, classmates. I'm very proud to be nominated. 
I hope. Maybe he doesn't speak that well, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, um, his dad basically is putting his foot down. He, he heard him being bullied and his father is saying, look, it's just not a good idea. This is not what you think it is. And, um, Elmer, I think is starting to buy into the fact that, well, both things he's starting to see the, the actual, the reality, maybe he always saw it. But he's also kind of buying into the fact that he may want to be president of yes. school. And um, I think that's a really, you know, it's a it's a good thing. And um, But he decides, he goes to school, he listens to his father, and he decides to bow out and, uh, and just not run anymore. So he runs into his two best bully friends the next day. Let's go. Hi, Elmer. Elmer, you look mighty fancy for your speech today. I ain't making any speeches, and I ain't gonna be in the election. Are you mad because we was funning you some? You're funning you some? Like, what is that? Could that be any more wrong? Like, that was painful. A little. My pa was mad. He was riding by and he saw it. You told him he was only joking, didn't you? I told him. But if you don't run, we ain't got a candidate. Find somebody else. We can't. It's too late. Well, you can eat worms at recess. And you can tell Miss Beetle you want to run. You know something? You tell pretty good jokes yourself. Come on, Armour, we gotta get you elected. Not me. You don't want a girl for president, do you? I don't care. All right. If you don't want to be president, that's fine with us. Sure is. We're your friends. Yeah, we're your friends. We understand. You do? Sure. That's what friends are for. Come on. We'll walk together. Oh, boy. Run for the hills, Elmer. Run. Elmer, seen the new piglet, the Stinson's? Uh-uh. Cute as can be. One of them's got a bad leg, though. Think so? Maybe we ought to check on the way to school. All right. So this is more of a visual thing, of course, but he gets to the farm, and he climbs, and he's looking closely at the uh, pig, and they shove him. So he falls into the mud pit with his new shirt on and his... Um, his dungarees. Yeah, and he's covered in mud. And that's why you don't trust people. Like, it's just... I just want to smack those two. (laughs) I just want to smack them. Yeah, I like them. I think these are great. (laughs) These are great kids. Um, But you know what? They, They are perfect examples of the kind of kids who get away with everything. Um, And they get away with this. There's no... (laughs) <laughs> Nothing happens to them. Right. So um, there's no there's no resolve, really, at the end. So I don't want anybody to think there is. Um, Mary gives her speech, which to me is probably the single worst speech I've ever heard in my whole life. Just yeah. kind of, you know, vote for me because, you know, it'd be really cool. I'm not going to make any promises because my pa says they're worthless. And <laughs> but if you vote for me, I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Yeah, so here's Mary's 25-second speech. If elected, I'll do my best to make our school a better one. By doing nothing. Right. (laughs) My pa says campaign promises aren't worth much, so I won't make any. If you do vote for me, I'll appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Why clap? It's like, oh my God, that was... (laughs) All right, right, Mary, make some room for a real candidate. Yeah, here we go. The the woman, yeah, it's like pretty much the winner. Come on. Nellie, I believe you're next. Miss Beadle, classmates, fellow Americans. (laughs) 
It is my pleasure and honor to stand before you today as candidate to be your president. There are many reasons why you should vote for me. First, One since my mother is a member of the school board. And, you know, there's a lot of that going on nowadays with, oh, I don't like you. So, but you know what? Nellie could be a very good class president just because, just because she <laughs> happens to um, own the mercantile and everyone's jealous of her. Well, she's no evil. Way. She's evil. <laughs> but she's shown really no indication of actually being evil in this, <laughs> in my opinion. So. I don't know. I just think <laughs> I think that maybe we should give her a chance. Okay. But, all right. So we have Elmer walking in. Um, he he's just a beaten young man, and Bless he's his heart. yeah. He, you're really feeling for this kid at this point. There's some serious acting Poor going on Elmer. here. Elmer. Yes. It also looks like he has that candy that from Nelly in his mouth. <laughs> He, you know, he's like, I may as well just kind of like, you know, have one of these, have a sour candy. Sure is good, Willie. And finally, you should vote for me because my mother will give a party if I win. Cake and ice cream, all you can eat. And everyone who votes for me is invited. Thank you. Even the music chosen, it's all negative, but everything she's saying is very positive. (laughs) Okay. This is the epitome of fake news right here. Uh, So, um, Elmer Elmer walks in disrupting the whole class. Yes. No, he walks in and clearly he's a sight to see. Yes, poor baby. Come back and make your speech and we'll vote this afternoon. Hold on, let me play that clip over again. Overshot it. Elmer, look, I want you to go home, clean up. You can come back and make your speech, and we'll vote this afternoon. It's all right, Miss Beetle. I'm not running for nothing. My pa don't want me to. Besides, me running for class president, we all know that's a joke. (laughs) Class! Go ahead and laugh. I know I'm not smart like you. I don't even know what a class president's supposed to do. But but I know it's right and wrong. Elmer, I thought you weren't really going to have a speech. It seems like it's <laughs> going it's going into something. Yes, uh, it is. Ain't right for big kids to be picking on little kids. Just because they think it's fun to hurt somebody. And it ain't right to give someone something to make them vote for you just because some folks got more money than others it ain't right to make fun of people or push them in the mud to make them look silly and my mother made me this shirt because she loves me you probably all think that's dumb but that's what's wrong around here People don't pay no mind to other people's carings. Wait, are we talking about Walnut Grove? <laughs> like, I don't know what universe he's living in, but this is Walnut Grove. Like, this is I, your your situation's pretty bad, but is that really reflective of the entire community? Yeah, he's a new kid in town. He doesn't know all the backstories. I guess. Kid's a complainer. He he's didn't a, get to see the whole town pitching in to help Charles stack right. that wheat. That was episode one. <laughs> yeah, I know. He just came to town, so he doesn't know all that. Yeah. When there was a, you know, a huge snowstorm that you probably died in, Elmer, um, <laughs> you know, everybody was out, like, looking, and we lost someone. So That's right. We let's, did. Let's calm down about, like, you know, finger pointing. That's <sighs> right. Shame on you. I hope whoever gets to be class president sees to it that the little kids aren't picked on her hurt because it's not right it's just not right noted and that's the end stop 
dun, 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 we, we never, we dun, never. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um. <laughs> Another story without a conclusion. We yeah. never get to find out who wins. <laughs> so for some ungodly reason, Mary raises her hand to make a selfless gesture. Yes, she does. Um, she's an angles. She's going to do something that would not affect her one way or the other. True. Because let's be honest here. Nobody was voting for Mary. <laughs> Ain't nobody voting for her. I don't want to make a speech, Miss Beetle. I want to withdraw from the election. Oh, you're running? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a weird twist. All right. I don't want anyone to vote for me. Best president this class could have is Elmer Dobkins. Kid didn't even give anyone anything. No candy, right. no corn. Come on. But he's Elmer? sensitive. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's that's nice. So it comes to time to vote. No, and I'm kidding, of course. You know, I think I know. I think Elmer's um He'll make, he'll make a hell of a um, corrupt politician. It'll He's, take some breaking, yeah. but he'll break. <laughs> yeah, they all start out optimistic and wide-eyed and naive, and they've been there for a few months and find out what's really going on. Before you know it, you were in sunglasses and, you know, at uh, 2 in the That's morning. That's right. So, here we go. Elmer Dobkins. Wait a second. How many kids are in this class? I think there are way too many. I don't think there are that many kids in the class, though. Well, I don't think there are either, but that's what they say in a few seconds. (laughs) The tally marks. Elmer Dobkins. Well, it looks like we have a two-way tie. Oh. We're supposed to have 25 votes. That's right. Well, I have to wait. My brother went to the outhouse. That. Where else would he be? Willie rolls with his pink shirt. <laughs> Willie, you didn't vote. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Well, would you mind? We're waiting. It would have been funny if, like, Miss Beetle whisper, said something like, I can't read this. <laughs> <laughs> And he had to, like, whisper it, like, what it is. His handwriting was so bad. Like Elmer can't stop himself from being picked on. How's he going to control Nelly? <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is the very mind sweet. Of a child. Um, it it's very very sweet, and yeah, we have is. a moment with Father where <clears throat> we get to share a moment with um, um the father and son. Congratulations, Mr. President. says Elmer rides away with that and we never see Elmer again but there is actually a deleted scene to this that I saw that I dug up and what happens is they um one of the horses goes a little crazy and they lose control <clears throat> oh this actually happened um and um they there's this one hill that you've that nobody actually ever goes down 
and the horse is racing and racing and racing and the wheel falls off and it tumbles and tumbles and tumbles. And um, the father is killed immediately, but Elmer lives for three days in a ditch until um, they do, you know, the mother is like runs into the Ingalls house. It's like, where's my family? So Charles is like, I'm going to go and find them. You know, so he calls up um, Mr. Edwards and he gets the stagecoach. They do the whole thing. They find him there. He, you know, his leg is gone. He's, he survived on um, eating the meat of the horse. And what happens is as they have to bring him to, um, uh, what is that town called? Um, what's the, what's the far town, the city that's nearby? Oh, we're now getting Mankato. Yeah, Mankato. They bring him to Mankato because they have to um, get him stitched up because they can't find the doctor. He's not in this episode. So they bring him to Mankato, but he's bled out and he doesn't make uh-huh. it on the way. And actually, this was supposed to be a two-part episode. Was him bleeding out in a parable about the chicken? <laughs> yeah. And well, what, you, what you're not seeing is the big snowstorm that came that night. But luckily, the the warmth from the body of the horse. Oh, um, stop! Yeah, it, it's a sad oh, story, my. but uh, thankfully, thankfully, they did. Oh, I should have put some depends on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that happened actually. You can go on YouTube and get that. It's, oh, um, stop! They might pull it down. It's like one of those things where. Um, Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard. Stop. No, it, it, uh, you true. are a mess. And actually, Elmer's based on, an, um, you know, a real person and everything. This actually happened. Oh my God. But, uh, Susan, thank you very much for getting together for this particular episode. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this, um, you should go to walnutgrovecast.com. Yes, which you is, should. it's coming very soon. It's a work in progress. Um, yes, it is. And, you know, there, there's just a lot to lot to see everywhere. But for now, go to VHSRewind.com and you'll find us there. And subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and send emails if you would like. It's uh, Susan at WalnerGrovecast.com and Mark at WalnerGrovecast.com. Yes. Talk to us and share your love of Little House. Or don't. We, or don't, but we absolutely, I absolutely, I can only speak for myself. I absolutely love that. I love to hear from Little House fans. It's oh. awesome. I, I think it's a, a lot of fun speaking to the people who um, who, who hate this show so much. Right. <laughs> people absolutely. are like, you got that wrong. <laughs> That's right, and I'm guilty. I know I've made a few mistakes over the over the course of my whatever you know yeah, you sure have podcast i know i have but i've corrected it on facebook i've said oops i know i screwed up so yeah. sorry no but all in all <laughs> i think it's a pretty good show and it's um fun. susan thank you very much
sensations flee. 